Hello listeners. September is National Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Join us at Relay FM in supporting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Learn more and donate now at 512pixels.net slash September. Hello and welcome to episode 121 of The Pen Addict on Relay FM. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. For a free trial, visit lynda.com slash penaddict. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined, as I always am, by The Pen Addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Long time no talk, mate. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I know we had an episode last week, but uh, we had pre-recorded that, so it's actually been two full weeks since we've uh, talked live online, and it feels like a month, and it feels like about ten episodes of podcast worth of content happened in those ten weeks. So uh, I- I'm pretty excited to uh, to get back back in the saddle today. Me and I'm too. Es- I'm especially excited. Speaking of not having talked to someone in a long time, we have a special guest today. Who is that guest? Well, we would like to welcome our good buddy, Mr. Patrick Roan, to the Pen Attic Podcast. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> so this hey. is this this is like a uh, um, you know the this is the originators. This is the group that uh, got the Pen Attic Podcast started with uh, myself joining uh, Patrick and Mike on the now retired and amazingly awesome enough podcast. Yeah, yeah, really? Wow, yeah. I mean, but this was after, like, years of me bugging you for yes. <laughs> to, to do a Panatic yes. podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so all of this is your fault. So everyone that's yelling at me, you need, just need to yell at Patrick because uh, he's yeah, the one that, yeah. uh, between him and Mike, they're the ones that pushed me to do this, and I'm very glad that they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brad was perfectly happy in his own little pen cave, uh, you know, <laughs> shooting shooting out dispatches every once in a while from of about uh, pens and and uh, office supply store visits. But you know, it was uh, yeah. I I kind of convinced him to, well, you know, to he should have a podcast. It was just, I mean, if there was any like natural like this person should have a podcast, it was Brad, and he didn't have one at the time. <laughs> So it's crazy how that happens. So how have you been, sir? You've been doing good? Oh, yeah. You know, gosh, uh, since we last spoke, I mean, the the problem with us has always been scheduling. It just, for yep. whatever reason, the time that you record the Pen Attic podcast and the time that, like, I don't know, uh, have a life, um, just never quite lined up. Um, but luckily with school being back in session and some changes and uh, Miss Beatrix's schedule because as anyone who's followed me for a long time knows that I actually am employed by my daughter, my six and a half year old who, um, you know, everything schedules around her schedule, not the other way around. Um, it's finally worked out and hopefully will continue to work out for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, I, w- I would love for this not to be like a once every couple of year thing, but like maybe a once every few month thing. We would love That'd that too. Yes, that would be really awesome because I know we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about with you today. And we, we have a lot a new, to cover. You started a new uh, a new website called the Cramped, which we're going to get to later. I know everyone's uh, clamoring to hear about that and how that got started. Uh, we got a little bit of follow up to knock out first, and then uh, we'll get into that. How's that sound, Mike and Patrick? 
Sounds great to me. Let's do it. All right, so I was at the XOXO Fest last week. And Jealous. you should be because mm-hmm. it was one of the most amazing four days of my life. It was there's no real words to be able to describe it. You just kind of have to experience. I know Mike, you experienced it last year. It's pretty special. It's a really, really different thing, and it's really um, awesome. I mean, like you, the the conferences and the speakers and all the events that uh, Andy McMillan and Andy Bayo put on are, are fantastic. But I mean, the biggest takeaway for me was the people that you meet and the relationships that you have that continue on after XOXO Fest, and that's was like the hugest takeaway for me and um it's just a a really really special experience that um i you know you you want that all the time you know every day of the week you know 52 weeks out of the year not once a year and uh, as they tease at the end of uh, most xoxo fests that they do um they don't know if it's coming back next year so um you know i'm like i'm still soaking it in everything that happened um only a week ago and uh i it's even hard to talk about because I don't know that I've even processed everything. So much happened in those four days. It's uh, pretty crazy. Have you quit your job yet? I have not yet, but... Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was kind of the, the prevailing theme of this year is people were quitting their jobs, is my understanding. Yeah, so like Monday, the festival ended Sunday, and on Monday, Andy Bayo was getting tweets of people going home and quitting their jobs already. Um, we've talked about it. I don't know if, how we've talked about it, if we've talked about it on on the show or just our offline conversations it's something you know that i want to do eventually so it was good to go and hear from a lot of people and talk to a lot of people and how they've done certain things um you know in making um making a career out of what they do online and sometimes offline and in a lot of cases um so yeah it certainly gives you or gave me a ton to think about um it validated some ideas in my head um it put some new ideas in my head and um you really can't ask for more than that so and uh field notes so yeah well that does seem to be pretty special right yeah they're um they're like i don't i don't know if there's a fish an official name for the edition but aside from the xoxo 2014 edition but it's the uh essentially the the messed up edition um they did like it was almost like an error print run um all kinds of uh, all kinds of things are printed out on the on the uh, on the covers of the books, and they came out looking really really good. Except they were they're hard to, harder to get this year, I think, than any other year. Any other year, I think they've just been uh, up for grabs or for sale. This year, everyone was basically uh, allocated one three pack, and that was pretty much it. Unless uh, someone was nice enough to give you uh, another one, which no one was nice enough to give me any, Mike. Yeah, because last year, I uh, well, they kind of just had them on a table. Mm-hmm. So I just picked up a bunch, and like there were a few people that were doing it. Uh, I just picked up loads of them. Yeah. <laughs> so I ha- that I believe my understanding is that somebody has got a pack for me. And, oh, uh, nice. They're hmm. they're they're on their way to me via, via a, a very very lovely listener. Uh, I actually don't know who as it, oh. uh, as it currently stands. Um, but I, there's a there's a th- there's a third party who let me know that they're on their way. Apparently, nice sneaky. Yeah, yes. I think you'll like them. They're really interesting looking. Well, this is going to be like a real uh, black market. Yeah, one because they're obviously so rare. 
Yep. Because that was the thing. Like last year, you could grab a bunch of them, so people did. But if you haven't been able to do that, then that's that's big. That's a big difference. Totally. So what else has been going on in the world of Brad Dowdy? That's what I want to know. Yeah, so I've been a busy boy. So XOXO was two weekends ago. This weekend was our Fodder Stack Fall Festival at Knock, where we uh, we opened the doors to the fair wage sauna and uh, let everyone in and <laughs> sh- showed them around the shop and, you know, uh, got to meet a bunch of customers and fans and all of our families came. Uh, Jeff and I had a really good, um, really mind-bogglingly good turnout to this. The positivity around uh, the shop on Saturday was something I haven't experienced yet, and it just kind of validated that we're doing something right and you know we had people driving from Tennessee and from North Carolina South Carolina coming to visit us um it was pretty unreal that uh people would take the time to drive all these hours to uh come by our 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 little shop and then watch us make cases and we you know we had some giveaways and um you know we did a pin swap and we cooked for everyone and uh just really kind of hung out had a good time it was quite an event and i think we can uh safely say it was a success and that just gives us the the motivation to do it uh even bigger the next time it was kind of an open house event so you could just kind of drop by and um it was unbelievable every everyone was great and um you know uh, maybe you know next year we do it bigger and then maybe the year after that we can go on like a world tour so we can come visit all you guys yes how's please. that sound yeah, do, yeah do that i would like that <laughs> not co world <laughs> tour so and uh can patrick, i, I want to yeah, come <laughs> y- you can come maybe we'll come to you um you know up in up up in your neck of the woods that would be a, a good place to come for sure oh and, dude uh, Pat- like I, I, I got a place for you to stay too oh cool. i'm there i'm there so patrick was teasing me uh before this episode about a prototype that we made um we've teased it on um we teased it on our instagram feed actually jeff teased it it was kind of the we've gone through about three or four prototypes of this um i don't know i guess you would call it a folio type case we haven't we haven't named it yet because we don't know if we're gonna deliver on it yet but um it's getting uh, some positive reviews we made one we gave one away we had a raffle um, we made one that day. We keep tweaking the design a little bit, so we wanted to update the design. And we gave one a, away that day, um, so you definitely should have come, Patrick. But oh, um, man, I'm just I'm I'm heartbroken. Yeah, so it's like this little folio case. It can fit like two memo books or a memo book and some note cards on the right side. Um, can fit you know business cards. It's got a pen slots on the left side, and it zips closed, and it's got two pockets behind the main pockets. So. I mean, it's, oh. it's just one of these things that the moment you see it, you're going, yes, why didn't you make this all along? Like, <laughs> why why wasn't this part of the launch? Like, you know, you could have kickstarted that alone and made your goal. Like, seriously. Yeah, yeah I think so. And, you know, I don't know if we'll, like, kickstart any new not-code designs, but that's a thought. I actually hadn't even considered that. Um, look, if... If uh, Ryder Carroll can make like thirty-five grand or whatever it's up to now off of a new website and some videos, you can do the folder stock <laughs> or the or the or the or the folio. Oh, yeah, we got to come up with a name for this. Yeah, the folio case. Uh, yep. uh, Kickstarter. Seriously. 
yeah, so it's it's gotten really we we broke it out um, around this group of people um, at the shop this weekend, and uh, feedback was super positive, and we got about three different designs out there right now. So we're we're still working on finalizing what we want that to be, but um, a lot of people want some uh, some type of zip. Um, zip case too so that kind of solves that problem and holds pens and holds notebooks so it's uh kind of a cool thing and this is uh my partner jeff just comes up with this stuff um mostly off the top of his head he gets an idea breaks out the fabric and the scissors and just starts going to town and he goes look what i made and i'm like <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> and Let's that happens a thousand more <laughs> yeah that happens more than you can believe so uh, I'm I'm lucky to have a partner like Jeff in this business. Um, he uh, we're we're a good team, that's for sure. So it was good. It was good. Uh, man, I've been busy. I've been busy. It's been uh, some good weeks. And Mike, you haven't been busy. You've been lounging on the beach in Italy. Yeah. Like I'm bouncing across the country, and I get texts from Mike with his with his pasty legs out on the mm-hmm. Italian beach under the <laughs> umbrella. Hey, they were still out. I, Hey, I was jealous, man. Tasty or not, those those bad boys are out. That <laughs> was good stuff. It was good stuff. All right, so I guess it's been about a month now. We had um, one of our listeners, Chris Gottlieb, do a crossword puzzle for the podcast. Mm-hmm. It. I'm still. mind blown i guess that he did this it's uh it's like really legit legitimately intense <laughs> crossword puzzle i couldn't finish it i i had a tough time but the winners have been announced the answer key has been published we're gonna have all this posted in the show notes where are the show notes mike they are at relay.fm slash penaddict slash one two one. So are we gonna announce the winners here on the podcast? Yes. Because what Chris did for the winners, I I was shocked. Yeah, I kinda couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. So the grand prize champion winner, Mr. Joe Cabrera, you win from our friend Chris Gottlieb, a Lamy 2000. Cannot. I just don't even. Cha-ching. Yeah. So, holy cow, when I saw this. Um, and then our two other winners are Joe Austin, who gets a Lamy All Star, AL Star, sorry, and Terry Cavanaugh gets a Lamy Vista, and those are both awesome pins in their own right and for chris to do this for us and for our listeners i cannot thank him enough so yeah you uh definitely need to go check out chris's website uh it's a a propensity com, and we'll have all this in the show notes so check it out thank you chris for keeping up with this and offering this up to the listeners and readers of the pin addict and um everyone who who put in their um put in their answers go check the key now um all the answers are out there and a lot of it uh is making more sense to me now that i see the answers <laughs> because i had a tough time with it uh, i'm not gonna lie it was uh it was a hard deal it was like a, I guess it was new york times sunday level 
crossword. Don't they like ramp them up throughout the week with Sunday being the hardest or something like that? You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, no, I think I think they there there's a range like of difficulty and with Sundays Sunday being the most difficult. Um, this was a Sunday level uh, crossword puzzle for me. So, all right, so we got this follow up out of the way, and. This next item is the one thing I hated missing last week, Mike, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But we missed the launch of the latest Field Notes edition. We sure did, but I haven't yeah. received mine yet anyway, so it well, kind of feels like it was just the, the day <laughs> the, the launch week, because that's what <laughs> it usually does. So Mr. Roan, you are also a Field Notes uh, customer, correct? Yep, I am. I, I can't... I can't help myself. I every every time like the kind of pre-announcement or tease for the next one comes out, they usually do it about a week beforehand on Wednesday. They'll say, you know, oh, you know, you better sign up for a color subscription because this next one's going to be oh, it's great. This fan, you're going to want this one. <laughs> I'm like, ah, well, you know, I got I got like ser- I got so many field notes, like completely unopened packages, and I usually like order. I usually order two or three, um, and and here's my deal. Um, uh, so if I I order one for myself and one for my dad because my dad actually uses them, um, and so I always send a package out to him. Um, but um, sometimes I'll order three, so I have like an extra pack that I don't mind like opening and checking out, and maybe even like giving a couple away because I have been known to. I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to use a stamp, I want to get as much out of that stamp as possible. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm going to, like, send, uh, say, a thank you card to somebody or some sort of greeting card, you know, I don't know, happy birthday, you know, just to say hi, that sort of thing, I like to throw field notes in with it. I know. It's crazy. Or I'd like to at least put enough in it that, like, I don't know, I maximize what I can send for a first-class stamp. Does that make sense? That makes total sense, and that's why I buy several extras as well, just to be able to just you know shuttle some off here and there, um, yeah, you know, as yeah. you see fit. I mean, it's a great thing right. to do, right? And then you know, and then I have a completely unopened package for myself, and just turning around and looking at my bookshelf here, I've got, I mean. Uh, at least a foot worth of field notes just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of field yeah, notes. Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I mean, I know you guys go on and on about this stuff, so I won't belabor the point. But I can just pull one out at random. Uh, there's day game. Let's pull out another one. Up that shelter wood. Um, hold on, let me see another one. Oh, uh, what was this one? The the first like. The piney, the one they sent that had like pine, uh, balsam in the fur. pack, but balsam fir. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just pulled three out at random. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so yeah, I think you said it right. Um, I can't help myself. Is is the way I kind of feel about <laughs> field notes too. I mean, you just can't. I mean, it's like I've got this problem and I'm gonna stop any day now. And then they come out with something new. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't help myself, and the next thing you know, I have four three-packs landing it in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's talk about this edition specifically. It's fall 2014. It's called Unexposed. I thought they did a really, really good job, like, building this up. It was it was good. Um, the video, my God. I mean, their videos are great. This was one of my favorite ones ever. 
Um, if mm-hmm. you haven't seen the video, um, do yourself, even if you're not a Field Notes customer, just go watch this video. It's a minute and a half of your life, and, and uh, it will put a smile on your face. So, um, especially, And stay for the end. That's the, that's the important part. Um, what did you think, Patrick, of this edition? Um, well, I'm going to put you on the, so, you on the spot first. That, that big bang was me reaching behind. To, uh, I've got the apothecary uh, bookshelf, so um, it's got doors that open. Yeah. Um, glass doors that open. Because uh, so, I wanted to grab them and actually kind of uh, open them up. Now, I feel bad even talking about these because the whole, like, the fun of it was the secret part of it, mm-hmm. right? Right. You didn't know what they were going to look like. Um, you didn't, you knew very little as far as details about them. And even after people, like, received theirs and were, like, posting pictures and stuff like that, it's still tempting not to open the package because... Where there are something like thirty six different ones, or I, I forget what the number is, but there's like a whole bunch of of different combinations, and you're not sure unless you open it which ones are going to be inside. So I've only opened two of the three that I I left one unopened for that very reason. Um, I really like the. F- and once again, I feel like I, so the whole point of that whole thing was I feel like I'm spoiling it for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, talking about them. I thought everyone so, I thought everyone did a really good job when they started arriving early mm-hmm. of of not going berserk and just like throwing it all out there. People were in the places that I read, you know, like the Field Nuts Facebook group and Twitter and everything, people were actually cognizant of the fact that not everyone has gotten these yet. And, you know, if you want to see them here you know look behind the jump or you know or close your eyes or whatever but i think the kind of the the cat's pretty much out of the bag now right mike you don't even have yours but you you know essentially what you're getting so i think i think we're okay with with spoilers in in this episode but um let's let's say that right now though spoiler alert if um Right. If you do not want to know what's in the unexposed and you have not received yours yet, uh, you may want to jump ahead a few minutes. Exactly. So I'm going to first talk about kind of the paper and how it f- and the kind of feel of it and whatnot before I even get into colors. All right. So um, first off, the the covers have this kind of I don't know rubbery sort of feel to them, and you know how like the um, the uh, which were the expedition ones, um, you know, had the kind of right on rain plasticky paper or whatnot. Right. Um, and the cover was even kind of, you know, kind of tear resistant or whatever. These feel even more like, I don't know, thick and durable and kind of rubbery. Mm-hmm. Um, the paper inside, I guess, is the same as the Night Sky edition. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. It's the uh, it's got the reticle grid. Is that the right yeah, way to say it? That's one of my well, least favorite words in the English language. Yeah, well, it's it's just it's a bunch of pluses. Yeah, you it's a bunch of pluses, but uh, which really say- screws up my dash plus system. But <laughs> I'm very just saying it doesn't quite work on this paper. <laughs> uh. But yeah, same paper weight, same paper color, same reticle grid pattern, and mm-hmm. same reticle grid color. So yes, mm-hmm. they, identical, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, from a you know usage perspective, perspective, um, 
you know, it takes fountain, wind, fountain pen fairly well, and, you know, with the, not too much bleed through. Um, you're not going to be using, like, a Sharpie on this or anything like that, but, right. you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. Um, but you can't ignore the colors of these things. <laughs> that, you definitely can't ignore the colors of these things. These... Mike could probably see them from the beach in Italy when I opened my package here <laughs> in the U.S. It's like this beacon went out. You Let's to, just you had to put more sunscreen on, right, Mike? I did. Yeah, I, I did was... wonder what that was. <laughs> I was going to say that he, if he had opened up this pack before he left, he wouldn't have gone with pasty white legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> uh, these they are um, very bright. Uh, saturated sort of neonish colors um, uh, with a um, the text in a very kind of sharp contrast to whatever the body is so like the ones I'm holding in my hands right now happen to be like a oh I don't know uh, kind of like a a, a bright blue uh, uh, with hot pink uh, <laughs> lettering. We chose the same edition to use first. Oh that's, wow, that's, that's, that's first. Well, well, I, I'm not using it yet. Okay. I, well, that's just the, the first one I, I grabbed out of the package. Um, then I have uh, the the Minnesota Vikings favorite uh, gold, mm -hmm. um, kind of a very. I don't know, almost goldenrod sort of yellow uh, with a purple uh, lettering, a nice kind of royal purple. Um, and then there is this orange that borders on red, or is it red that borders on orange? I can't decide, with um, kind of a neon blue uh, sort of lettering. And it is whatever your color is on the front the lettering and the is reversed on the on the inside um so that you get like when i opened up the orange one with the blue text it's actually orange text on the blue background on the inside so i mean the, the, what's interesting is you know it comes in this very kind of black austere minimalist sort of packaging to hide what's inside but then when you open up it is just an explosion of color yeah you you and i patrick are of the age where um it was a high likelihood we had one of those velvet black light posters of a unicorn oh, yeah. in our room oh yes oh, <laughs> or, yes. At least, or yeah. led zeppelin or something yeah, like that. yeah. it totally yeah. reminds me of that oh totally Totally reminds me of that too. Yeah. Um, and I'm opening up another package. There's the 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 kind of uh, neon green with the neon orange. There's the hot pink with the yellow. Um, and I also have um, the uh, the purple um, mm -hmm. that I apparently amongst all of these, the purple is kind of the hot commodity that people are trying to get. I think did you just did you just say all six of them? Did you out of those two boxes? Do you have six different colors? Well, yeah. So I have six different co colors. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's good. So you got one of each color. Oh, so there's really? there's actually there's six colors. There's only six exterior colors available. Oh. Right? And okay. so if if you have six that are not uh, 
not a duplicate, you have all of the unexposed colors. So the, oh. thir- the 36 that you oh, mentioned. Oh, that's cool. The 36 is the different amount of combinations that you can ah, see. Ah, okay. So I got gotcha. you. So you got the best one in 36. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Wow, so, yeah, and I haven't like, even opened the other package yet. So what we can reasonably surmise from that is that out of that other package that I haven't opened, almost uh, every one of those inside will be a duplicate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so there's so looking at the stats there's it's a 60,000 book print run and 10,000 of each of those six colors. Awesome. So sorry, so, you're hearing yeah, me like putting uh, them back into the package and being very, very so like kind of careful with them. Pete Dennison in, in the chat room said you had a bingo, so yeah. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> so, Mike. Hello. Since you don't have these yet, I want to talk to you about the meta level <laughs> of this edition. What are your thoughts of this edition? Just how they chose to go about doing this did you have any thoughts on that because there's a a lot of chatter about this edition which is good for field notes i mean i think it's you know to get people talking whether it's good or bad is uh i'm okay with that so i'm upset that i know all about them because Mm -hmm. the whole point of them is you're not you know you don't want to know about them that's the point right because now when i receive them i know i'm just getting six neon books right right mm-hmm. right which isn't as fun as oh what's it gonna be because i was really excited but um but the amount oh, of time I'm that's sorry lapsed, see no but, <laughs> but the amount of time that's lapsed it's it, it's basically with the circle that i run in impossible mm-hmm. for me to not see it right i have right. seen them i see i know what they'll look like i know what the colors look like um but the i think the colors look really fun um, I bought after having seen them I bought another set or two because I like them I think they look like a lot of fun uh, I, I know I, we've, I've liked sort of the bright colours in the past but there's never been colours as bright as this so I'm, I kind of like that I think that looks pretty cool um, as an idea I mean it's an so this is definitely with the way that they've been going recently. They, the guys at field, the guys and girls at field nodes have been going hyper ambitious. So, mm-hmm. and we've spoken about this. And Brad, I know a problem that you'd had with some of the more recent editions is it was like being ambitious for ambitiousness' sake. Mm-hmm. Like just you just what's the what's the next crazy thing we can do? So at least this one is going back to the idea of it being just a nice idea and some just nice colored books so that's kind of so I'm like I welcome that change back to like a fun idea as opposed to just I don't know trying to make them out of titanium or something <laughs> so my don't, feeling, don't put it past them so yeah really I'm going to guess how I think that you feel Brad okay so I think that for one you're going to be super happy uh, about the fact that we're just back to there being notebooks again I know that you like that there's six. I I know that, and I know that you love the neon colors. Ding ding ding! Yeah, there you so, go. So uh, across the board, this is the best edition since Drink Local. 
for I, me. Yeah, because I me- I knew that you loved to drink local because there was six, and I know that you loved the bright colors anyway. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. Uh, yeah, I'm super happy with this edition just as the way it looks and be cool to use them edition, just like the drink local was. It, they did the six different colored covers. Um, the cool covers, Patrick. These covers remind me a lot of the Drink Local edition. They're that same kind of cover um, that you're oh, talking about, and yeah. same with the like uh, Expedition too. Oh, I hoped I hoped that that was going to be the case when Pat was describing it, because that's the first I've heard that the covers had an interest in. Yeah, uh, they're texture. very similar to the Drink Local, in my opinion. Good, they have that feel to them, kind of that. And what's matte. interesting is is that I haven't opened up the Drink Locals. Yeah, because because the deal with those was that you, you there were two different versions of them, right? Yep, you had a six, and you pack. could order you could order one of each, right? Yep. And so instead of ordering, say, you know, I don't know, twelve field, yeah, you know, whatever it would take for right. me to do do what I normally do, I only ordered the two that time, and I haven't opened them at all. Yep. I, so I, I didn't know that 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 these covers had or that those covers had that similar sort of feel. Yep. Yep. So um. So just as a field notes addition, I think it's great. I'm 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 a huge fan of it. Um, Mike, you know me well. We've been doing this long enough. You knew where I was going to come down on this. Um, I'm very happy with the colors. I like the um, the six different neon colors. What I wanted to talk about was the collectability aspect of it and mm. some of the questions and concerns that came up in the field notes group when they announced this there was kind of a running theme some people were pretty hacked off honestly and i didn't really understand why and i still don't but they didn't like that they're going to have to chase colors if you will but and actually some people felt that not the same group of people but then another group of people felt that field notes was actually trolling the collectors by doing this. And I've kind of gotten, you know, my mindset's changed over the past six months to a year. I don't feel like I'm that collector guy anymore. I feel like I'm more of a user guy. So I don't look at it from that collectability um, point of view. Um, If I did, I wouldn't have had Aaron Draplin sign the cover of my Butcher Orange that I've been using. So the collectability thing doesn't concern me, but as far as trolling... Um, I don't think so. I think they just legitimately had a, a good idea to come out. You know, it was kind of maybe a nod to the collector aspect of it. Okay, we realize there's people that actually collect these things. We can do something a little bit neat. If they were trolling us, they would have made this black cover, sealed the books up, and when you open them up, they were stark white with no printing and white paper in them. That You would have been trolled then if you all got a blank notebook. That would have been trolling you. What I think they should have done is I think they should have taken it further. <laughs> I, I think, you know, one of the colors should have only had a 1,000 print run. One of the colors should have had a uh, 5,000 print run. Mm. One of the colors should have had a 10,000 print run and so on to get your 60,000 print run. I think then they would have had a lot of people ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been good because mm-hmm. people would be chasing these things down, you know, like, you know, open up a, a pack of baseball cards or a Pokemon 
you know, got to catch them all kind of thing, which we've always talked about with the field notes books. You're never going to be able to get them all. So I, so that makes me think that they weren't trying to troll collectors by the way that they implemented this edition. It's very easy to get all six colors. Maybe you buy, you get your two subscription packs and you don't get all one of each of the colors like Patrick just did, <laughs> which is awesome. And I know a lot of people did, but you know, there's a tradability aspect and you know people are happy to swap out books of their favorite color since none are uh none are more uh rare than than other ones but i i would have liked them like to see them really hammer the collector's part and um they would have sold out this edition like immediately um for for people chasing it so much so i don't know i don't have a problem with, at all with how they handled this edition i love the notebook the memo books came out great. Um, I'm going to use the heck out of these. Like I did drink locals been the one I've used the most uh, recently. So this will be right up there. And um, I, I thought they did a really good job. One question I have, or one thought. So field notes has always been in physical retail shops. I don't know that these will actually sell that well in physical retail shops because you're usually, you're not selling them to people who necessarily know what field notes is they're coming to buy a memo book they're going to see a black box of books right next to like the craft brown and you know maybe some past editions like shelterwood or whatever <laughs> they're probably not going to sell but i guess they probably really don't care it'll sell out soon enough it, it was a good enough edition to where they'll sell the heck out of these so i feel like it, my... would, it would take them a while to sell out of these ones though yeah because people have to kind of come across them in a, I think an unboxed form for them to sell out. That's that, I, yeah, that's kind of my point about the the retail displays and exactly. stuff like that. Because I think that 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 they typically tend to sell out when they resonate with people outside of the pen and paper community. So like you know, the Raven's Wing or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Night or Sky Shel- Shelterwood. Wing. Yeah, yeah, the the ones that are like, whoa, kind of, what is this? And people might think that about these ones. I, I mean, I bet the Gradient one, uh, what was that called? Cold Horizon. I bet that sold mm-hmm. quite well as well mm-hmm. for that reason because it was like right. a really interesting looking It looks one. good on a shelf. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I see this and I, I, I wonder. So one of the things that they played around with was sizes in the last one with the arts and sciences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with that kind of larger size uh, book, and that appealed to some people and whatnot. Um, I actually happened to be in a uh, antique store last week, um, and uh, this antique store actually had kind of uh, a whole bunch of different. Um, brands of actual, you know, uh, field note type notebooks, um, but not like, um, I mean, like the old, like the the kind that these are based off of. You know, th- these are based on kind of the old memo books that, like, you used to get from seed companies or insurance companies or things like that that were kind of freebies along with like little paper desk calendars and and pens right these these are kind of these novelty freebie items that you would get for when you did business with somebody in the industry um and uh i picked up a couple because 
out of all of them that were there, most of them were a much smaller size than these are. Hmm. Um, and I actually, uh, I'll, I'll put a, I'll put a link into uh, into our Skype thing um, if I can figure out how to do it in the new Skype because it's um, I, I don't like it very much. <laughs> um, uh, but I did uh, take a shot on Instagram holding them in my hand, and uh, I mean they're tiny, and I would be interested to see like uh, them do kind of a smaller size edition, something that's about the size of maybe a you know maybe a little bit larger than a business card for instance or you know um play around with the sizes just like just like they did with the real ones back in the day yeah i could certainly see that being a possibility down the line like there's a yeah most most skin makes a size called the volant which is small well yeah yeah um, yeah the, you know like which, a little little bit biz- bigger than business card size so there's right, a few and, other companies that do those um that size as well which i think is is pretty neat it's it's useful yeah and i think it'd be interesting to i I just don't know how much more they can continue to do with colors and paper types and and things like that it might be interesting for them to kind of play off of that uh that size thing again but going the other direction yeah so i like this one because it was a back to basics in the style um but they still managed to uh make it a a conversation piece by just by how they decided to uh deliver it and um yeah i I thought they did a good job with this edition so all right mr roan we need to get into uh some of your details but uh first mike has some real work to do what you got for us mike i want to talk about our sponsor for this week's episode and that is the fine folks over at lynda.com lynda is an easy and affordable way to help individuals and organizations learn you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by experts on software web development graphic design and so much more lynda.com works directly with industry experts and software companies to make sure that they're providing informative awesome training in a timely fashion so sometimes this can be on the same day that new versions of software or products are released or as quick as humanly possible all of their courses are produced with fantastic production values they are at the highest quality these are not like videos that you're going to find on youtube of someone with their iphone 4 recording their macbook keyboard and screen you know you're, you these are people in awesome studios they have all the right equipment and they do things with a, just a real professional look and feel about them lynda.com has awesome tools so when you're watching your videos you can get access to searchable transcripts so maybe somebody said something that you wanted to go back and check in a video you watched two weeks ago you can search you know editing or something like that and it can take you to that point and you can click at any point in the transcript and it will take you to that point in the video they have playlists that you can set up and even certificates of course completion which you can publish to your linkedin page if that's something that you want to do whether you're a beginner or advanced learner lynda.com has courses for all experience levels you can also learn whilst you're on the go with the lynda.com apps for iphone ipad and android and you they have just one low monthly price of 25 dollars to get unlimited access to over 100,000 video tutorials on topics such as maybe you want to learn development 
uh, like sort of app development, maybe you want to make an iOS app. Maybe you want to get into audio and music production. So maybe you want to make some um, music tracks on your computer. Or you want to make a podcast of your own. They've got stuff there. Maybe you want to get into web design. Maybe you want to get into photography, marketing, business stuff. They've got courses on everything. I've checked out a bunch of Linda stuff myself, especially some on Logic, uh, which is what I use to edit these shows. And there's more that I've, that I've sort of saved in a playlist that you can set up that I've set up myself on Linda to go in and watch soon about like compression and stuff like that to get an even better understanding to make these shows sound even better. And I love it. Linda is a great way for the... It, it fits the way I want to learn, basically. I am a visual learner, and I like to go along with people whilst they're teaching me something so one thing that i've loved is i can watch the videos on my ipad and i can be sort of playing along in logic on my macbook as i'm watching them do it and and, and some of the logic tutorials that i've watched allow you to download the project files that the people are actually working with so you can play along completely with what you're seeing on the screen i have an awesome deal for you with lynda.com we've worked with them to get this for you so you can get access to all of lynda.com's courses for free for seven days if you visit lynda.com slash penaddict and sign up right now. That's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash penaddict. Thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of the penaddict and all of FM. Awesome. Thank you, Linda. Yeah. All right, so we got a pin blog of the week this week that's not a traditional pin blog, but it's actually a blog that I can't believe I've never talked about before because I follow it religiously. That is Mr. Chad Doan's Doan Paper Feed. So oh, he yeah. A, he has an offshoot um, Tumblr where he just collects, like, inspirational pictures. You know, some of it's stationary-based, bag-based, but a lot of it's got art, architecture, things like that. Um his uh, visual trucks, he, or cars. He likes yes. automobiles a lot. <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of old uh, Porsches and and uh, Land Cruisers and things like that. So his visual aesthetic um, really speaks to me. I I'm really into like all the stuff that he finds and posts on this. So I follow this uh, religiously, and also he'll he'll sneak in every now and then um, some new product stuff that he's working on, like his his latest um, Topo designs stone paper mountain briefcase version two so handsome huh? which is just all kinds of hotness um i have the version one i use it every day for work it's one of my favorite bags that i've ever purchased um someone i follow online went went ahead and bought one or yes so i forget uh joe lebo Um, yeah i know he bought one so he hasn't he sent me some pictures of when he loaded it up but i haven't actually had to talk to him like how now that he's using it how is it but i know he was real excited um when he got it but it's a great looking bag i mean topo and chad doan uh collaboration is just like a no-brainer for me if i did not have one already i'd be buying and i'd be buying this one because it's just perfect i i love what he does um with these collaborations um and obviously I'm a huge fan of Dome Paper itself. So check out the Dome Paper feed, and uh, you can see uh, lots of cool stuff, and then you can get some sneak previews of uh, things he's working on for uh, for Dome Paper. So be sure to check it out. Yeah, Patrick Rohn here uh, endorses Dome. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, because because not only is it, uh, is it great stuff, but he's a super, super nice guy. I love supporting, like, genuinely 
great people you know people who are just making something that they love and doing it because they think others will love it too and is just super super sweet really great guy yeah he's a legitimately good guy just like you said i i echo all of those sentiments all right so uh patrick i was uh reading the internet as i do Uh Um, i've heard of it yep you've been on the internet and like a few months ago i came across this blog called the cramped what the and, heck is that? <laughs> and it had this byline of this guy named Patrick Roan. And uh, I was like, whoa, I know that guy. <laughs> hey, I know so, that guy, too. He has a, no. a what? A, a, the cramped? What is that? Yeah, so congratulations. But, all, all kidding aside, I was super excited, and I think a lot of people were, to see this project come alive. You had been giving me the heads up for a while that this was coming. So tell us about the cramped how it came to be right. what you're trying to accomplish there and um why it's so awesome well okay i don't know why it's so awesome um, <laughs> I, I i think it's awesome um but i don't know i never really know why other people think the things i do are awesome because you know i i i'm i'm an i'm a writer and so i'm not allowed to to think that anyone else gives a crap about what i'm doing <laughs> um <clears throat> so uh, basically, I guess my inspiration was number one. I, I uh, you know, I've I've always been a pen and paper guy. I've been a pen and paper guy for a long time, and I've really appreciated, obviously, the work that you've done, and you know, the work that Anna at Well Appointed Desk has done, and you know, uh, uh, other you know recent people I've been following, like the Modern Stationer and Mike Dudek uh, with the Clicky Post, and uh, uh, you know, uh, Andy Welfy with his uh, pencil obsession, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, yeah, I've been you know following this stuff for a while, and while. You know, I love a good pen review like the next guy, and I like a good, um, you know, I'd like to see new notebooks and new papers reviewed and things like that. And you're going to have to forgive if you hear my daughter singing in the background. She's off to piano lessons, so she's getting (laughs) ready. Um, I felt I could add something to the conversation. I never really want to start anything unless I feel like I can add a unique voice to it. It's kind of like with Minimal Mac. The last thing the world needed was another kind of Mac blog, another Apple blog, another technology blog. I didn't want to do that. What I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about technology from a realist and practical perspective, from an idea and a standpoint that I didn't feel was being well represented online. I approached the cramp the same way. I wanted the cramp to be more about what it's like to actually use the tools and not just from a review perspective, but I want to, I want to see people using this stuff. I want to see notebooks after they're brand new. I want to see pens after they've been, you know, the nib's been bent a little bit and it's, you know, Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I want to see the stuff having been used. I wanted to celebrate the fact that 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 these tools are meant for that. You know, that, that I don't know. I guess, I guess to me, it's like with the field notes, right? You know, the field notes are less interesting to me when they're new than when, um, like, I have one that I just scanned in that you know was being held together by 
you know, clear postal tape, and I had to stick an extra, another staple into a section that <laughs> had worn away. You know, I mean, like it, it, and that was as much a part of of the life of that notebook, and adding to its greatness and its character and its meaning as you know, as uh, anything else that Field Notes themselves delivered. Does that make sense? I couldn't agree with that more. And I say that because I didn't used to be that way. And and I'm talking yeah. like in the very near term, like when the past year, no more than two, I would like, everything's pristine. Don't mess anything up. Don't ding this, dent this, bend this, break this at all. And now I'm like, you know, passing around my Nakaya pins at the Fodderstack <laughs> Fall Festival, and I don't care if someone drops them. It would not phase me the slightest. Yeah. yeah. And that's like a huge mental change in me. I don't know how that happened, um, but it is. I mean, it's just I want to destroy my field notes, not keep them wrapped up in a package, you know? Well, so, yeah, yeah, I can. I totally agree with that. And and so the cramped, the cramped I try to approach things from that perspective. Um, I also try to encourage those people who either have been frustrated with using pen and paper um have never really seen the point of it you know in the age of the iphone and the and the ipad and the i this and the i that um i i wanted uh i wanted to help those people out and help them see um the joy and pleasure um using analog tools can bring um and so you also will see lots of links kind of celebrating that um you know to you know kind of handwriting making a renaissance why it's so much more beneficial uh from a memory perspective and from a cognitive perspective um why um why it's important that we don't lose it, why good handwriting is still very, very important, um, but uh, not so important that not having it should keep you from doing so. Um, and I especially uh, wanted to uh, reach out to lefties, believe it or not. I'm not a lefty, but I felt like if there was one thing that seemed to be missing from a lot of fountain pen reviews, it was... It was like, okay, how does this work for a lefty? Mm-hmm. And so you also will find uh, on the Cramped probably the greatest collection on any pen blog of articles, or, you know, essays specifically written for the left-handed writer mm-hmm. and how well, to make your, your, your writing experience a better one. Well, not just that, but your, your guest posts and your contributors just in general do like really really good work like you know we had, oh my uh, gosh i'm so lucky we had mr john robert lennon on the show yes um oh, he's wonderful he's, he's written for you and obviously yeah. i know i i love harry marks and he's been um you know he's working been, with he, you on he, this and yep and and uh mike Rody has uh, has contributed um you know who not only is a is a good friend but i was a huge fan of for the longest time before we even became friends um and uh i mean you know anna has written uh, mm-hmm. stuff um mm-hmm. and i mean 
that's the other thing too so many of my other sites have kind of been my singular voice and i've been kind of protective of that um for a number of reasons uh, most of them uh my own uh inflated ego um but with this one i really wanted to reach out to to people especially like i'm not lefty i can't write about you know about how to you know tips and tricks for using a fountain pen for the left-handed i have nothing to say there so i didn't i kind of have forced myself into positions where i have to reach out to people and say hey i would love to have you write this mm-hmm. and and put it on the cramped and bring people uh, people's attention to your fine work as well in doing so right right so yeah and speaking I've... of which um i'm waiting for a guest post from you i need to work on that anything you want i don't yeah i don't care what it is yeah i like doing the not what i do on the pen addict stuff um when i do things for other people so i will put together come up with some some ideas and uh i will i will get right on that because i would love to do that for sure i would love to have you so Mike too, but Mike doesn't write. But if he doesn't want to record, if, if, if he, but if he wants to record something for us, you know, that'd be that would great. actually be kind of funny. I don't record <laughs> that, either. I don't. Yeah, you're too busy. You just podcast. You're too busy creating podcast networks. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So, so that's that's basically the the thing about the cramped is I try to be a a a a, a contributing. Um, voice in the pen and paper blogging world not a not an echo yep and for people who listen to this show and don't follow the cramped you need to fix that immediately um because it's it's a really i mean it's patrick roan i mean what else do i need to say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, I should, I should also say it appeals on many levels because I also am trying to focus not just on pen and paper, but also, you know, typewriters. Uh, yeah. In, whenever the opportunity presents itself, I posted a, a video about a lovely um, secret bookshop in New York City that, unfortunately, Harry informed me minutes after I posted it that uh, they're actually getting evicted and shutting down soon. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, but, you know, so reading is another theme that you will see popping up a lot on the cramped, um, things like that. It's, it just basically, if it's analog and it involves the written word, it belongs there. That's perfect. That's perfect. So one of the, one of the main reasons aside from the cramped, I wanted to have you on is we wanted to talk about paper. Mm, and paper. which paper we're using, you know, what's uh, what's been really uh, piquing our interest. Mm. And in the event of not running this show too, too long today, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to boil this down into one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give you the floor. Okay. And it's one type of paper that oh, you and I are fans of. So lovely, and a lot of people. I'm, are fans I'm getting of. like like giddy just thinking about it. <laughs> it's the Tomoe River paper. Yeah. Now is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. I'm glad someone cleared that up because <laughs> I, I keep saying Tomo or something. Yeah, or Tomo. Yeah, I, Tomo it's just like or... it's just like Moleskin. There's several different pronunciations. Yeah, so, there you go. A few years ago, all our collective writing minds got blown when we discovered this paper and it wasn't necessarily widely available 
and now it's still not widely available but, but it's, it's a lot it, more available than it it's was. It's at least accessible. Yes, before it was almost next to impossible. But right. Unless you spoke Japanese and could uh, convert dollars to yen in your head. <laughs> right. Um, it, it just wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, but, so you have, uh, a, you have a very important thing in your life that you talk about all the time from a writing and pen and paper aspect. So why don't you tell us about like, your favorite Tomoe River Paper product or products in this case? Okay. All right. So I so I've got three that I am actively using right now. But the one that you know kind of sparked my interest, got me onto this initially, was the uh, Hobonichi Techo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I pronounced that correctly. You did. Um, I've gotten uh, I've gotten several connection corrections on that, and I still have a hard time with it. All right, so um, so the Hobonichi Techo um, is a, a Japanese um, planner um, book, uh, very popular in Japan for a long time. A couple of years back, they came out with their first English language version. Um, even that was hard to order at the time because while there was an English language version, the the website was still in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, um, but there was actually a website. Someone actually made a website on how to order that product order, for English speaking people. Exactly, basically <laughs> That's how translating it, was. it for you on a, like a step by step. You know, you had to, you printed off this thing and <laughs> so that you could have it next to you while you followed along on your computer. Yep, unbelievable. But uh, and that's how I ordered my first one, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, and but it uses uh, the uh, Tamoe River paper. Now, there's lots to like about the Tamoe River paper. Um, first off, it is um, a pleasure to write on. Um, it's very smooth. No matter what pen you're using. It makes the pen feel better. Um, but it is especially good with fountain pen ink. It, it has taken any ink I have thrown at it. I have yet to find a fountain pen ink that bleeds through on this paper. But the other aspect about it that uh, throws a lot of people off, I think, but that I love, is that it's very thin. And, but because it's very thin, you can fit a whole lot of pages. In the case of the of the Hobonichi uh, Techo, um, I mean, there's what four hundred and something pages in this. Yeah, it's and over it's yeah, and it's barely an inch thick mm-hmm. because the paper is so thin, and so you have this combination of getting a lot of a lot of pages into a short amount of space on thin paper but thin but thin paper that takes fountain pen extremely well no bleed through and is not show through enough especially when the page is turned on top of another that it's distracting does that make sense yeah totally um and so uh, owning the Hobonichi um, really like just was a mind opener for me as to you know what having really really nice paper can 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 do 
and for a long time as a fountain pen user i thought nice meant heavy um i thought nice meant like oh it had to be like you know big thick 90 pound paper or something you know what i mean that's the truth Um, i didn't think of it that way but absolutely correct right like you know and so if i saw like recycled deal breaker for me if i saw um anything less than say let's just say anything less than 24 pound deal breaker for me right i couldn't use my fountain pens on that just out of the box here we have paper that is incredibly light and incredibly thin but performs better than any other paper um i have ever used uh with a fountain pen so um yeah this i use every single day um i keep a daily log uh using it so basically i not only writing down times of meetings and things like that that have happened and taking little notes that way but kind of a tasks i've completed it's uh, basically just a you know if i do something i log it um and i you know using my dash plus system i i, I mark it down um and I've kind of built in other little habits like making little sketch notes in it and things like that. And if you look for these things online, you will find, you know, people use them in all manner of things. Everything from just a straight-ahead planner to, you know, to drawing books to watercolor. Um, because the paper even takes, like, watercolor well. Yeah, it's pretty I mean, it's amazing. Like it, it's, it's crazy, right? So there's that. Um, but, of course, that then got me into a whole Tamoe River paper obsession and basically i i can't stop myself it's like with field notes if it says tamoe river on it i i must buy it i don't i can't stop myself Uh, so so um so that led you you have the the big daddy seven c's monster oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and and that um so I got a grant to do a big book project. I'm not going to get into that too deeply right now, but this is a, a, a big book project. It's going to involve a ton of research, um, ton of notes, um, interviews, uh, all sorts of things. I knew I was going to need kind of a, a big notebook with a lot of pages that was going to stand up to, you know, to, that was going to last, right? Um, but it was also going to be, well, you know, Timoli River paper that I love. <laughs> and uh, so when I saw the seven C's from uh, Nanami uh, paper, um, yeah, once again, it was like, okay, insta buy, must, must have that. And that's become, I am solely using this one for big book project. Um, and uh, it's performed like a champ. And once again, a ton of pages. I, I forget how much is in the Nanami. Uh, 480 pages. Um, and this thing, once again, I'm going to, uh, thanks to the field note uh, ruler uh, in the back <laughs> of uh, every uh, field note, so I can tell you exactly um, how thick it is, assuming I can open to that page. Um, what do we got here? We got... Uh, we got about an inch and a half thick for almost 500 pages. Yeah, that's crazy. That's just that's just insane, insane. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna need that. I'm probably gonna order need a second one by the time this is all said and done. Wow. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's wonderful. But the the most recent discovery, the things that I've I've really kind of fallen in love with, and uh, you're going to have to forgive me, uh, Mr. Field notes. I'm taking this out of my bag, but um, there is uh, I discovered on one of the one of the pen blogs. I forget which one. Um, uh, Kurnow bookbinding and leatherwork. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They make these little kind of field note. I don't know. I, I don't want to call it a knockoff. Um, no, no, it's not no. Really, because field notes themselves are a knockoff of you know the old you know seed and grain farm bureau books that yep. you know came before them. Everything's um, a remix. Everything is a remix, and this is the back pocket journal. Yeah, and the defining characteristic of of these is the fact that they're like field notes in kind of feel, but they're made with the Tamoe River paper. Sold like yeah. immediately, like okay, how do I order that? Once again, a very strange ordering process that requires like directions. Um, yes, because he doesn't have like a. I didn't have a storefront like online a storefront an online yeah. storefront which in this day and age you can set one up with well we, i can't mention them they're not a sponsor um, <laughs> but you know can't you do that with like one of those blogging yeah. uh software things that every other uh uh podcast in the world is sponsored by yeah. and it starts with Let square me tell and you with space. a little bit about squarespace, little bit about squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, like you can set it up with like one click on Squarespace. Yeah. Why he hasn't done that, I don't know. And then Mike pressed F. Mike pressed F one on his shoulder. <laughs> it into his body, it just makes his mouth start talking. <laughs> so, so yeah, you actually have to go on Facebook, his Facebook page, like check the stock there or something like that, and then like send him an email. And say, okay, here's what I want. And then he sends you, I, I don't, basically, he sends you instructions on how to order it via PayPal, and you do that, and it comes. Yeah. It, it's a really strange ordering process, but it's worth it because the books are great. And um, what I discovered was, and this is a whole nother. Like, you know, you need to have uh, Mr. Harry Marks on to talk about these. Um, the Midori uh, Traveler's Notebooks. Yeah. Yeah. You know they make, like, a passport size. I do. Yeah. Well, the uh, the passport size leather case fits the back pocket journals perfectly. Oh, that's good. That's real nice. Good to know, right? Because yeah. um, the thing about the back pocket journal that people are going to order and they're going to be, like, you know they may be thrown off by is that they are a little bit smaller than filled notes and by a little bit i mean you know when you're dealing with things that are already small um it can make a big difference let's just say that um these are about a i'm gonna say about a half inch shorter than a standard field notes book okay that's and a, that, maybe, yeah, that's a pretty large amount Yes, and yeah, it's a pretty large amount, and so it, it's smaller than field notes. That may throw some people off. Um, it threw me off a little bit because I had a nice, 
you know, kind of leather case for my field notes, um, mm-hmm. a nice Horween leather one. And this was a bit too small for that. And I was like, oh man, I really want to like put one of these to use, but it won't fit really well in the field notes cover. And that might be kind of a deal breaker. But then I found the Midori Traveler's notebook cover and, and was like, oh, okay, this totally works. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, those are the things, uh, the Tomoe River paper things that have really rocked my world. Of course, I do have, like, some Tomoe River stationery, um, you know, like letter writing stationery mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, once again, really nice. Um, yeah, I, it's just, I've fallen in love with this paper, and, and after, you know, and I'm a paper guy. I have more notebooks than you could even shake a stick at, and more paper types uh, and you know, it's not just the notebooks i mean i've got loose paper i've got paper pads i've got a bunch of done stuff i've got you know what i mean i've got oh, a yeah. ton of stuff and the tomoe river is the the creme de la creme especially if you're a fountain pen user now you've seen the the new hobonichi's finally separated out the um the tomoe river uh gridded paper they use in the techo to just a regular memo pad, right? Have you seen this? Yes, yes, yes I so have seen seen it. I have those yet to just, order one. Those just landed on my desk uh, this week, and um, I mean, they're totally legit. Um, you know, probably similar to the back pocket journal for that size, but they make them in the A5 and the A6 size, so they match the exact size of your Hobonichi planner. If you have a case for oh, your Hobonichi, you. yeah. so yeah. that will fit in there like a it'll be a perfect match kind of thing. So yeah. those are. Those have been excellent so far. I'll review those on the blog coming soon. So uh, that's been a, a a real positive for me. So I'm well, I, and I should that. mention that the um, the A6 size is the traditional size for the uh, Hobonichi uh, Techo mm-hmm. planner. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, a lot of people are thrown off by how small it is. Yep, uh, just <laughs> it photographs very large and then it arrives and it's actually pretty small. But once you start using it, it's pretty much perfect. Yeah, exactly, and that's the weird thing about it. I actually ordered, and we won't talk about this now, but um, uh, at the same time I ordered these back pocket journals, I decided to go the other direction because the back pocket journals are a little bit more expensive. Uh, they're like twelve ninety five versus say ninety ninety nine nine ninety five sure. for field notes. Well, I decided to go the complete opposite direction and get some A six size um, uh, Muji uh, yeah. notebooks, little Muji notebooks. Um, that similar kind of craft paper sort of feel, but uh, made with recycled paper, although they do make a high-grade version one. Um, and, uh, and and test that out, too, because I, I wanted to... Uh, I'm, I'm working on a little piece for the cramp that will be, you know, if you want to spend a little bit more, you know, if you like field notes but want to spend a little bit more, Back pocket journal is a good alternative. If you like field notes but want to spend a little bit less, here's you know the Muji might be a good idea. Uh, I think that's a um, good idea. Yeah, that's a great idea for a post. Yeah. So um, uh, so look for that to come on the cramped eventually with some pictures and and some of my own you know kind of deeper feelings on that. Um, but uh, but yeah the 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 little Mujis are attractive mainly because it's the exact same time as the Hobonichi or exact same size as the Hobonichi. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Patrick, <sighs> we could go, we could go on for hours I more. I, I mean, know. We're, we're I just know. scratching it's not enough time. Yeah. We're just scratching the surface. I feel, but, uh, 
that's good because that just means we have to have you back sooner than later right i would love that now my schedule accommodates it so please 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 sooner rather than later absolutely so why don't you why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online Wow. Um, I am Patrick Roan, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E, like the river in France. Um, not the Rhine, but the Rhone. Every time I say like the river in France, people are like, oh, the Rhine? I'm like, stupid Americans <laughs> in your effed up ge- geography. Um, uh, uh, and uh, yeah, so... Uh, and I'm that everywhere. You can find me on Twitter using that. You can Google my name. You're going to find everything I do. But really do for the folks, for this audience, you got to check out The Cramped if you haven't. Um, it really is the favorite thing I'm doing right now. Um, and I'm planning more stuff for it. So um, please plug in now and uh, keep your eye out. Awesome. So, Michael? Yes, Mr. Doughty. I think it's a wrap, sir. You want to tell everyone where they can uh, find the show and show notes. And find us online. If you want to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 121. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and my lovely co-host is Mr. Brad Dowdy. He's at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he writes over at penaddict.com. This show records live... Uh, currently on Mondays at a time 5.30 Eastern 5.30 Eastern US naturally (laughs) Uh, which is some other time everywhere I guess yeah it's like uh, 10.30 for you struggling Uh, it's uh, 9.30 GMT 2.30 Pacific time we have a calendar to help you out with that. Yeah, but the calendar only displays Eastern time. That's most important. Because. Oh, I. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Panatic Podcast. Until then, say goodbye, Brad and Pat. Goodbye, goodbye Brad, Brad and Pat. And Pat. <laughs> <laughs>